0: Welcome to Time Out with Tackle What's Next. We're here to chat with athletes and executives about how sport has made a difference and changed the trajectory of their lives, and we're also chatting about the lessons they've learned in life after the game. I'm your host, Danielle Berman. I am the founder and CEO of Tackle What's Next, and we help athletes create impact outside of the game and find their purpose in life after sports. And we're going to be chatting with athletes live on Instagram every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and now we're on podcast. So if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, welcome. We're so excited to share them with you this way as well. You can take a break with us every Wednesday, like I said, take a timeout with Tackle What's Next and get some really great advice while you do. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Today's timeout with Tackle What's Next features Crystal Beecham, who is the founder of Student Athletes Unite, which is an organization that helps collegiate athletes create businesses and career opportunities. They work to educate and inspire collegiate athletes to create entrepreneurial ventures and connect them to opportunities with top companies and organizations. Crystal is a published author, her book, the other 98%, the ultimate guide for student athletes to go pro in entrepreneurship is a amazing read. So please go pick it up. Crystal has also begun working with W fund as a VC in residence, and she is connecting underestimated founders and communities that may not typically have access to VC funding in order to fuel a more powerful and representative future for the world. Crystal was a member of the women's basketball team at Henderson State University in Arkansas, and as an undergraduate student, she went there, and then she received her master's in recreation and sport management from the University of Arkansas. So, really excited to have you guys here, our conversation with Crystal Beachum.
1: How's it going? Good. Let me see if I can move this down, because awesome. There you you are. Awesome. But I am good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's
0: great to catch up. It's been a little while. How's, yes. how's the summer been going? How's I guess we're still in quarantine, I guess. I don't really know. So yeah. how's that been?
1: <laughs> it's been good. Um, as you know, I moved back to D.C. So I yes. know when outside opens back up, we definitely have to reconnect. Um, yes. But other than that, it's been good just trying to figure out life, uh, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's next for my company and like how to better impact student athletes.
0: Yeah, so because of all this news, especially last week with schools canceling programming, like, have you guys pivoted at all? Have you changed any of your programming in the last couple months, just given all the turmoil?
1: Yeah, so usually I launch about three times a year. So I launch in the fall, in the spring, and in the summer. Um, I did not launch in the spring or the fall. I mean the spring or the summer because again like i just feel like student athletes need more from me um and so i've been able to provide like different services um but also keeping communication with them and just being there for them um, outside of like entrepreneurship i guess in a way Mm -hmm. but still providing content still providing like one-on-one services like pro bono just to help student athletes in this, during this time. And, but other than that, I think the only thing that has been different is the speaking engagements. Like I can do the speaking engagements from the comfort of my own home. Uh, so yes. it's been pretty fun. Um, still getting paid for those. So that's pretty cool. But other than that, that's the only thing I've been able to, I guess, pivot and change. So right now I'm preparing for my up- upcoming launch in the fall, so we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, so tell everyone that might not be familiar with like Mm -hmm. what Student Athletes Unite does. What is the launch? What does it entail? And if they are interested in learning more, how can they get involved?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, we do two things. We help them create business and career opportunities. One is through an online accelerator program. It's a five-week program, and we teach student athletes how to create a business, stay eligible, but also explore entrepreneurship as a career. Um, cause again, as you know, that entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, um, but for the people that do take it on, it is an amazing journey and, mm-hmm. um, just something that I've been able to do. And I feel like other student athletes have done it as well, um, after me and they have lived successful lives at, after sports in a way. And so I'm like, okay, well, if other student athletes are doing it, I know like other student athletes of this generation can do it as well. Um, yeah. but as far as the launch is going to be fall, but I'm actually looking at the dates now to see what will be the best time. And to learn more, just like go on my Instagram where you can see Crystal Beach and you'll see like the website and how you can join the waitlist Cause it's not open for and we're open right now. Got it. No, that's awesome.
0: And I think you hit on a great point is entrepreneurship is absolutely not for everyone and that's okay. Not everyone needs to be building their business. So I wanted to talk about how you decided that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. What was your motivation in terms of? Oh, I want to start Student Athletes Unite, and I want to help other athletes explore this awesome journey that is entrepreneurship.
1: Right. Uh, first, I did start a business in college, so that was kind of like my first. Like, oh, like this is pretty fun. Like, oh, I can work this on my own schedule. Like, oh, I've been learning like how to better communicate with people and how to better read people based on like there are different personalities and um and so that's kind of like how it first sparked my interest and I'm like oh so I can do it And the other student athletes can do it as well and then I went to the University of Arkansas and I saw other student athletes wanting to create businesses but they didn't have those resources mm-hmm. and so I'm like okay well this is a division one school they have all these access to these resources and different like programming why aren't they doing these this stuff for their student-athletes and so that kind of again sparked my mind I'm like okay well I need to start this because if no one else is going to do it I might as well do it coming from my background me being an advocate for student-athletes so like well it has to come from me if it doesn't come from anybody else and so that was one of the reasons why I started uh, Student-Athletes Unite
0: That's great. And, and you mentioned being a student athlete was a big experience and just kind of relating tool to the clients that you have now. So let's go back a little bit. What was your first sports experience? How did you choose basketball and work up to that collegiate career? What was that experience like?
1: Right. So actually, I started out as a cheerleader. Okay. I cheerleaded too. (laughs) My uh, my brothers played sports. They were on the football team. And so it only made sense for me to be a cheerleader. I went to practice when they went to practice. I went to games when they went to games. Um, But I got into basketball around the age of nine. Um, My really good friend, her name is Jasmine, she wanted my dad to coach her. And so my dad coached like all the teams in the area. And he said, I'm not coaching a girls team if my daughter isn't playing. So mm. she begged me every day almost, like in the fifth grade, was like, Crystal, you should play. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. Because I was a girl that always was underneath the bleachers reading the book. And so she like, Crystal, your dad will not coach me if you do not play. And I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and give it a shot. I don't have anything else to lose. So I kind of credit my success to her um, because she would not have never kind of gave me that push or begged me, then it would have never happened.
0: I love that. It's like, you know, you need that force in life to be like, come mm-hmm. on, come on. Finally, you're like, okay, I'll do it. And yes. then you're like,
1: whoa. <laughs> oh my suck, but great. It's kind of fun. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's such a great story. And I feel like obviously it opened a lot of doors for you just playing basketball, being able to play in college. So what impacted playing sports in general, whether it was basketball, cheerleading, anything else that you did, what impact did it make on who you are today?
1: Yeah, so what's crazy, I, yes, I played basketball, and then of course my friends convinced me to play volleyball, then I got really good at volleyball, and then I ran track. So all of those things shaped me to who I am today. Um, It taught me, of course, adaptability, because you have to, again, adapt to different sports. You have to adapt to different teammates. You have to adapt to different coaches. Um, but also, like the grit that you have, the routine. I am, um, I feel like I'm a lover of routine. And even within my own journey, I have a routine. Like, I focus on routine. I had a conversation with a student athlete, and she was like, you know, people tell me all the time, like, you're just so. Like, I'm doing this at this time, I'm doing this at this time, I'm doing this at this time. And she, I was like, well, we're trained to do that as student athletes. Like, everything is a routine. And so mm-hmm. when you get out of that, you don't know what to do because I know, like, yeah. I have to do something. And I said, it's not a bad thing. That's just who you are. And that's how you've been trained to be. So either you continue to make your own routine now because no one else is, like, telling you what to do. Or you just may spiral. and You got to figure out how to, like, get back on track. And um, and so that's what I've learned about my experience as a student athlete in the last few years.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point of athletes just have this natural routine that comes with training and practice. And especially student athletes, you got to squeeze school and classes and homework. Yes. In there, so you yes. got to stick to that routine or else you're just going to lose your mind with everything mm-hmm. you have going on. Yes. Um, and it's so true. Like you see a lot of athletes after the game just be like, well, I got to do something. I can't just sit here. I got to, like, figure out that works for me. So that's a super great example of, like, yes, a lot of times that's that's the key. Time management is a big skill you learn yes, playing is. sports. It so,
1: truly is. It's, it's yeah. the key. It's the key to life after sports. I promise.
0: <laughs> You're going to do one thing, guys. You heard it here. Time management. Take that. <laughs> remember it. Embrace it. You're going to use it for the rest of your life. You. Um, I, and Crystal – when you were transitioning out of sports, you seem like you always had interest in things outside of sports, even when your friend was convincing you to play basketball, you know, at a young age. What skills has sport taught you and and what have you done differently to help you transition out? Like what what have you learned from sport in addition to some of those things? But what what assets did you bring to the transition that was helpful in being successful and, and not necessarily falling into that trap of what am I gonna do now? Right.
1: And it kind of goes to your point, like, where I was, I guess, the, the tagline now is, like, I was more than an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a part of SAC, which is, like, I was a president of SAC, so that was a Student athlete Advisory Committee. Um, but I was also part of organizations on campus. Uh, we call, it, I think I was already, I don't know what they call it now, but it was, like, basically, I would go and do campus tours for oh, people yeah. that are coming to the campus now mm-hmm. and so I was doing that so I was meeting other people and like connecting with people that were on campus and then I was in different organizations and different clubs because I always knew like well eventually sport is going to end like you know Kobe retired like D-Wade retired so some of the mm-hmm. greats that we grew up on they're retiring now or at least like I can give any example in sport but like eventually it's going to end yeah. So how are you going to prepare yourself for that? Um, and so I was kind of like already preparing myself, even as a college athlete. Like, I didn't know when. I just knew it. So I knew I wanted to build relationships where if anything happened, I can call on the dean of education. Like, hey, I'm about to apply for this. Can you write me a letter of recommendation? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, I have this really great relationship with the president of the university. Hey, is it okay if you write like write me a letter of recommendation? Or... If I put you as a reference, would you be able to speak to my characteristics? So it's like I have been able to do that based on the relationships that I've built. And so I'm a big, um, I I guess I have a big component of like building relationships wherever I am um, and then making opportunities where I I am. Because again, at Henderson State University, it's nothing there. Not gonna lie. (laughs) It's a Waffle House, but it's a Waffle House in a Walmart. It's, it's It's an amazing place and it has a small town, it is a small town, but it's like a family. And yeah. so I encourage an athletes to make opportunities where you are because you never know who's gonna be able to help you. Whether it is your professor, whether it's your coach, whether it's the AD, whether it's compliance, they have connections everywhere. You just have to make sure you build that relationship with them so you know. Yeah, Especially that's a that great. The question.
0: No, it does, it's such great advice. And I think it's very clear that you had this perspective not sports notwithstanding right you have this perspective of I'm going to make the most of my experience whether I play sports or not I'm going to make the most of my connections and I think you hit the nail on the head when you are especially a student athlete on campus you have amazing access to professors coaches trainers athletic department staff all of these people that want you to succeed and I think it's I think it's super important for athletes to understand that the relationships you build while you're playing are really important to opportunities that come to you when you're done playing. Because just like you said, hopefully you can reach out to some of these people for a letter of recommendation or a reference, Mm -hmm. or even, you know, job opportunities. Hey, I'd love to work while I do grad school and work at the athletic department. You know, would I be able to do that? I mean, that's possible, but if you don't know anyone there, you know, why are they gonna hire you over somebody else? So that's great advice. And I think especially for aspiring entrepreneurs, relationships are the key to success. I really think that if you don't have a good Rolodex of people and that's such an outdated term, but you know, if you don't have a good LinkedIn group of people that you can message and and reach out to and say, Hey, you know, here's what I'm working on. Do you know who could help me? I mean, that's how you get in the door a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So that's great, great advice. Um, What would you want athletes to know about entrepreneurship specifically? Um, you said not everyone's an entrepreneur earlier, but like, what are those kind of keys to success in entrepreneurship that you think, um, everyone in that's kind of pro- proved on this path has?
1: Right. Um, I think one is your target audience, um, and being really niche. Um, because again, you aren't going to be able to sell to anybody. And what a lot of people want to do is like, oh, well, I have the next big product or service. I'm like, okay, well, who's your target audience? Oh, well, I can serve this people, this uh, this pe- person, this person, this person, this person. I'm like, well, you need to find one person, because again, mm-hmm. if you find one person that you know will buy your product, there's a hundred to a thousand other people that will want to buy that exact same product. Um, yep. So I feel like that's number one. Um, and then secondly is marketing. Uh, because even within my own business, I've kind of struggled with marketing, and I'm getting a little better year by year. Um, but sometimes the best song is because it was marketed, it was marketed. It's not because the song is really good. Like, again, Old Town Road, I'm not gonna lie, That was a kind of catchy song, but we probably would've (laughs) known about Old Town Town Road if it wasn't for the marketing that he put behind it. It So you have to think about that. And then um, also you have to take everything day by day with entrepreneurship because you may have a really bad year. But in 10 years, 15 years, like, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm making so much money now. Like, I have a team of people. And I try to, to compare entrepreneurship to, like, the student-athlete journey. Because student-athletes, we work 10 to 15 years for an opportunity that is not guaranteed. Mm. It's just the fact that, like, well, it's a possibility. Right. And I, it's possible that I'll get this college scholarship. But for some cases, it's not always a guarantee. And right. so even with entrepreneurship, it's not a guarantee, but you're always working towards that possibility because it's possible that you may get a $1,000 pay speaking engagement for the second year. Maybe that third or fourth year is $5,000, okay? Maybe that seventh or eighth year, now you have to pay me $10,000. Yeah. But again, it, it's year by year, day by day, week by week. So you have to grind sometimes even within your student-athlete journey, like, it's a grind to make sure that you are the best of the best. You train, you practice, you watch film, you continue to get better, and that's the same with entrepreneurship. The exact same thing. Just a little bit more, like, legal work and stuff like that, but (laughs) legal work, accounting, you know, taxes, But but essentially, like, the work is the same, like, the work schedule is the same, the routine is the same, so why not give it a try?
0: Yeah, I, I love that comparison. You're already doing a an amazing career that it took you so long to get to. And I think that's people misunderstand about entrepreneurship. There's no such thing as overnight success or like quick, quick hit entrepreneurship, maybe if you get lucky with a product that can instantly go to market. But a lot of times it's a long process. So buckle up and get patient. And like and I love that day by day, like take it every day as its own day. So that's really, really great advice. And so I know you have more to share in your launch that's going to be coming up in the fall. So I don't want you to give away too many tips of the train here. <laughs> so, but in, in, other than your launch, I know you are doing a lot of more speaking engagements. What else mm-hmm. is coming up with you? I know you guys were talking about hosting a live event in 2021, the Life After yeah. Sports Conference. How's that going?
1: Life After Sports Conference is going well. We're trying to figure out if we still want to continue with it or if we still want to push it back to 2022. Because, again, like, mm-hmm. if we want 500 to 1,000 student I mean 1,000 current and former student athletes, we're going to have to figure something out with COVID. Like, yeah. we, me and COVID may have to make a deal and be like, hey, buddy, just stay away <laughs> and then come yes. back, like, July 2021. You know, just, yeah. just stop. Like, can you just stop? Um, so that's going in the works. And then uh, we're actually looking for, well, within my current BC, we're actually trying to figure out a timeline so we can do like a couple of like fireside chats with current student athletes or not even current student athletes, but current athletes about Mm -hmm. like them transitioning into entrepreneurship, like investing as like limited partners within like BC funds. Um, Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll have that in the next few months. Um, That will be pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Have some really amazing speakers that were some standout athletes um, and professional athletes. So that's yeah, kind of congratulations
0: it. on that opportunity. By the way, yeah. that's really really cool. If you guys don't know what we talked about in the bio, just give everyone a really quick. I know we got to run <laughs> a hop off here soon, but give everyone a yeah. quick rundown on what you're doing with the VC group.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm a venture capital, a venture capitalist. I always get tongue tied. Like, Crystal, why do you do that? <laughs> venture capitalists in residence at a venture capital fund in New York is called the W fund. And so what we do is invest in underrepresented founders um, that have products that we believe in. So we invest like series A or pre-seeds all the way to series A. And then right now we're trying to help more athletes get access or to understand the knowledge and information as far as like investing. Uh, whether it is like investing maybe like two hundred to five hundred dollars, or investing like five thousand to ten to fifty thousand dollars, compared comp- depending on where you are, you know, yeah. uh, depending on your budget, and so that has been a really fun ride. Um, it's definitely a learning curve <laughs> for me because it's for definitely sure. new information. Uh, just a little bit, uh, it's, I know a little bit, but then when they start like sending me oh go over this, do your d- diligence. And I'm like, wait, I, I don't know anything about <laughs> this. Let me Google this real quick. Let me call some people like that are in this space. and give Relationships,
0: me- right? You got to call them yeah. relationships. Full circle here, guys.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And so one person, my brother, he's like, uh, yeah, it used to take me about an hour, an hour and a half. And now it takes me about like 10, 15. I said, oh, well, I'm still on that two-hour range. Like, I need to, you know... <laughs> you're like I'll get there I'll get there yeah. give me some time <laughs> yeah so it's, it's been a fun ride a fun journey uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything I'm excited for the next few months so we'll see what happens
0: yeah I mean congratulations on that congrats on student-athletes unite we I know we at Tackle sex. we love you know the relationship that we're able to really you know Connect with student athletes, and I'm sure it's been a really great opportunity for you guys as well. You know, to be able to support them during this time. So, congrats to you! And for those athletes that might be interested in Student Athletes Unite or learning more about the W Fund you're working with, how can they follow you, engage with you, and, and learn more?
1: Yeah, so you can follow me, of course, on Instagram at Crystal Reachem. Same for LinkedIn, Twitter. What else do I have? Facebook, Um, all those (laughs) platforms. Um, And then, of course, if you want to reach out to me, my email is actually in my Instagram bio or in the little button area. So Mm -hmm. you can always just click that and then they can connect with me through email.
0: Perfect. Well, Crystal, thanks so much for being here and sharing what you're working on with us. This was really fun. Yeah, I hope everybody that's on or watches this later got a lot out of it. Make sure you right. follow Crystal. Make sure you yes. check out some of her opportunities if you haven't already. And Crystal, when we're able to see people again, we got to meet up. We're local yes, now. Yes, <laughs> we do. We do.
1: Hopefully, maybe a couple more months, maybe. I was going to say,
0: hopefully sooner than later. Fingers <laughs> I know.
1: crossed.
0: So thank Fingers you again crossed. for all your support, Crystal. It's great to catch up.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Time Out with Taco. What's next? I hope you enjoyed the show and that you learned a lot from our awesome guest. Don't forget, you can subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really helps us reach even more incredible listeners. And make sure you share this episode with a friend who you think would love this conversation and learn a lot. Thank you to Danielle Parr and Ethan Kenny from Team Taco. What's next? For their help editing and creating this series, and we'll see you next time for another Time Out with Taco. What's next?